everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus. And I know those are big words to say at the beginning of any podcast, and I'm grateful that you're here. I just want you to know this is all for Jesus. And we have struggles. Life is so hard. I've recently seen a post from Jenny Allen where she's like, Instagram is fake. The social media world is fake. You don't see the struggles that I have. And then she talks about how everyone has struggles. And so while you're here, I just want to encourage you to Christ. And I want to remind you to encourage others along the way to broadcast God's love. Proverbs 16, 24 through 25 says, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Can you relate to this? I pray you feel supported. I pray you feel safe. And I pray that as you move forward today and wherever you're going, that you know God is sweet and he is cheering you on. He is our ultimate cheerleader. I pray that you can in turn broadcast God's love to others from the sweetness and the encouragement that you feel from him to move forward knowing that he is strong even when we are weak. We may feel weak. We may feel tired. We may feel spent. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. My husband reminded me of Lecrae's lyric. We were talking about this Hebrews verse over the weekend. And so Lecrae's lyric says, reason that I sound the same because the truth don't change. And so I only say that to say life is hard and it is challenging, but God will help us. He's our strength. Isaiah 41.10 in the ESV version says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When someone encourages me when I'm running, they give that little you know fist bump to the sky, fist bump to heaven, the boom, boom, boom. You got this. You go, girl. You know, maybe there aren't words, but there's that fist bump when I'm running, like actually running, you know, <laughs> working out. It's so encouraging. It's sweetness to the soul and health of the body. And so I just want to encourage you in whatever you're doing today, just give that fist bump to heaven, to whoever you're running by today. You're just encouraging them to Christ, encouraging them, giving them that sweet word. And if you do feel tired and worn out, just know that he restores our souls. Psalms 23, 3 through 4 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Who needs comfort today? Is it you? Is it the person you pass by? Lord, let us be a vessel for you. You are the same yesterday and today and forever, even when our pace changes or if we get injured. You are not an obligation to us. Neither is this day. It is not an obligation. God, it's a gift. And so as we dive into this conversation with life coach, Lisa Landis, she's talking to us from Central Florida. Lord, just use this to help us run our race to you more confidently. Lord, we are weak and you are strong. We are nothing without you. And I know those are big words, but when you have fallen, when you are in the valley, you know what I'm talking about. God is strong. Let him fight your battles. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends. 
Lisa Landis is a life coach and you can go to her for a life coach if you need one. She gives us her contact information at the end of this podcast and also it's in the description of this podcast. So here we go. Lisa Landis. Lisa Landis, life coach, speaker, and motivator is on. Lisa, you have been on before. You were on with Bespoke with Kelly and wow, what wisdom you had in that conversation. So we had to bring you back and I wanted you to dive more into confidence because I think it's something that we all think about. We all want, and some people think they have, but don't know why they have it. (laughs) You know, maybe they look good. They got a bunch of likes or something on Instagram, but what does confidence mean as a Christian and how do we get it? So we wanted to have you on to talk about that. So how are you, Lisa? I am well, how are you? I'm really good. I'm so motivated and you haven't started. I love feeling motivated. I like feeling focused and, you know, listen, it's a gift to be able to live the life that we've been given. Yeah. If we choose to see it that way. Yes. You know, every day, every moment, um, you know, I just put on my, uh, I think it was on my Instagram where I just said, you know, we all only get one day. What are we doing with it? Yeah. And so if you see each day as a true gift, like if you think of, you know, think back to your life, or maybe it's been recent where you got your absolute favorite gift and you go, man, I treasure that gift. Yeah. It's probably got a special place in your house. Maybe it's a piece of jewelry that you wear every day, but you cherish it. And if you were to lose it, you would truly be devastated. Oh, I'd be so sad. You'd be so sad. That is what, that is what our life is. And I think when we wake up in the morning and we go, this next 24 hours have been given to us in the same way of the gift, we won't waste it, you know? But when we, but I think we wake up and especially with everything going on in the world right now, it is so much easier to see the day as dread filled. Yes. Versus, wow, like what a gift that we've been given this time and what are we going to do with it? And I think it ties so much into confidence, right? Like confidence is an interesting thing, you know, you know, for women and men, you know, it can change depending on kind of who you are and what experiences you've had in your life. Right. Um, but, you know, confidence can be tied to uh, your identity, yeah. can be tied to your physical look, yeah. can be tied to what people think of you or your career or right. success. Um, confidence is often tied to success in, in a different area, physical success, emotional success, you know, actual materialistic success. Um, And I think we have to shift our focus from that because in those three areas, you're always going to fail. You're never going to make, there's always going to be something or someone that that does it better than you do, right? And so we're constantly in a catch-up mode with our confidence. And and in those few moments in life where we happen to be that one that succeeded in something, we feel confident. But then five minutes later, something else can be thrown at us and our confidence is just rocked. Right. We have to change our focus from allowing those things to be at the focus of our confidence. Instead, going our confidence is in one place only, and that is in our identity in Christ. And when your identity is in Christ, truly, I mean, not just saying the, the stupid Christianese words, right? Because right. they can easily just be words. Oh, they can. Yes, my identity is in Christ. Like they can until you fall and you're like feeling hopeless, and then oh, you yeah. say what, what, what was that again? What was that Christianese line again? Right. It, yeah. Yeah. No, because when I, you have yeah. those moments in life where your, your confidence based mm-hmm. on 
all the other things I talked about, the falters, Mm -hmm. the only thing you can rely on is the confidence in Christ. Right. And then you start learning the hard way that that is the only confidence that doesn't waver. And when you are confident in that during the hard times in life, during the seasons that are great, during the seasons where there's hope, during the seasons where it does not feel hopeful, the confidence in who you are and who you see in the mirror should not waver because your confidence is in him. Yeah. And yeah, but what about if you're tired? Like you're um, just like, you know, I don't know. Like, what if you, you want to be confident, you want to be confident, you know that your hope is in Jesus, you know, your identity is in Jesus, but what if you're tired? What, what happens when you're tired? When you go for a super long run, what do you do when you're tired? I drink some water. Physically. You drink some water. Yeah. What else? You sit down. Yeah. You breathe. Yeah. Okay. You, you focus on regrouping your body okay. when you're tired. Yeah. So we allow ourselves when we do a brutal exercise to regroup. We allow ourselves to stretch. We allow ourselves to take a break and drink water. We allow ourselves to breathe in and out. We allow ourselves to put our feet up. But emotionally, somehow we don't allow ourselves to do that. We think that we should just keep going mm. after a brutal emotional workout. Okay. And what do we do? What does God say? Stop, breathe. What is our version of breathe? Listen to God, pray, be silent, read your scriptures, drink of the water, which is the word. The living water. The living water. Right. Right. So you're doing the same thing. You're drinking of the living water. You're stopping, you're regrouping, you're breathing, and then you refocus. And we don't allow ourselves to stop. Yeah. So how are we supposed to listen to God when we don't ever stop to listen to him? I I have a great analogy that I'm going to share with you. Tell me for a second, what is like your favorite hobby or sports? So some people might be like basketball is my thing or photography is my thing or, you know. Where there might be somebody famous in that where you go, oh my gosh, like I strive to be like, this is a, my guru in cooking. Oh my goodness. Uh, Christine Kane. Okay. Like that's my girl. Right. I love so her. Christine yes. Kane. Yes. Okay. She, so oh my imagine. goodness. Imagine. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> no, but, but there it is. Like there, look in every field, there's going to be someone that if you're yeah. passionate about that field, you're going to be looking towards and saying, oh yeah, man, if I could get an hour with that idol of mine in my field, gosh, man, what are the questions that I would be asking them, right? Yes, yes. So I want you to think about Christine Kane and imagine if she says to you, all right, here's the deal, Ricky, I am gonna give you a year of my life where I'm gonna move in and I'm gonna be available 24 hours a day. I'm basically gonna follow you around. And if you're cooking dinner, I'm there if you have a question. If you're sitting on the couch, I'm there to talk to you. If you're going to drive your kids to whatever you're driving your kids to, I will be in the car with you. Okay. And you go, oh my gosh, like I would not waste a second of just wanting to breathe in every word that she says. I will have a thousand questions to her and I will also spend the majority of my time doing what? Asking a short question, but then listening. Right. I would do a lot of listening and a lot of learning because I would realize the opportunity that I have in my hand. Okay. That's good. Jesus is that every day. Mm-hmm. He is with us when we're driving a car. He is with us when we're sitting on the couch. 
he is with us when we're in the kitchen. But somehow what we do is we leave him behind. And we go, we have him, the ultimate, sitting with us in every moment of our lives. And yet we're going, oh, yeah, I mean, I know he's there. But I'm just going to go live my life. And in the five minutes that I have, I'll go sit on the couch and quickly ask him a question. But I won't actually listen to what he has to say or find out what he's telling me to do because and take his advice because I'm, I'm really kind of busy. Yeah. And, and, and we wonder why we're tired all the time because we're running and doing it everything in our own energy. And we're not stopping at the one place where we should get every piece of advice, every piece of knowledge, take anything we can every moment of every day to give that life into us in whatever we're doing in life. And we leave him behind on the couch. You wouldn't leave Christine Kane sitting on the couch. No, I would be like, come on, girl, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's right. play soccer. <laughs> and, and she would be joining you for everything and you wouldn't miss the opportunity. Yeah. And think how motivated and excited and energetic you would feel every moment that you're spending time with her. Yeah. I don't care how tired you are in life. You would feel energetic. Yeah. We have the living savior who gives us energy and can, and is there to give us energy and that same motivation. And somehow we just kind of forget that we forget it because I don't think we think of, of faith. We go, okay, let's go sit and read our Bible and check that off our list and read the couple of verses that we're supposed to do or show up at the women's Bible study. We were supposed to show up at, or, you know, get motivated when we sit and have lunch with a friend and talk about Jesus Christ. But we don't allow him to be that breath every minute next to us that makes us feel alive. Yeah. But yet he's there in, in the taking. And he's begging us every moment to say, I, I'm just here mm. with you every moment. And all, all those areas talking back about confidence and being tired yeah. is when we are not confident and we feel tired, the areas that are our insecurities flare up. Right. And he goes, here's the deal. Every area that you are insecure or feel weak in, what am I in those areas? I am strong. Amen. So we are I weak. don't need mm. you to be strong. I just need you to rely on me. Right. And when you rely on me and believe that you have the Holy Spirit in you and rely on his strength, guess what? Now you are strong in every area. There is not an area you are not strong in because the Holy Spirit is strong in every area. That's confidence. That's confidence. That's confidence. And I think it's important that you said every area because when I'm parenting, it's honestly easy for me to remember God because I'm like, Lord, help me. Help me out, God. Oh, yes. But in situations that I'm more used to, like running, for example, I just kind of did it up. My mind just wanders, whatever songs on, whatever you know, knowing that he is there in everything, everything. Because you know what, you're in the routine of running every day, but that one day that you get off the sidewalk and you twist your ankle, suddenly running is not going to be as easy. Right. But you can still run because you just have to have him there and rely on his strength more. Right. I'm thinking about the woman listening who desires confidence for people to admire her. Well, here's the deal. I will be, be totally transparent with you. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a middle child. Um, and so middle children are known for comparison and I am the worst comparer of the entire planet earth. And I don't compare things that 
I necessarily design. I'm not like, a, I don't compare materialistic things. I, I compare the areas that I feel weak. I look for the people who are strong in that and I compare and I say, I'll never be as good. Okay. So that I can then what? Make myself feel bad and not have confidence and justify not being used in all the ways that God wants me to be used. Why? Because I have justification saying, I'm not good enough in those areas. Mm. God has a big sense of humor. Here's why. I just said, you know, out of my, I have two siblings who I adore. I have an older brother who is a um, successful pastor speaker of a very large um, church. And he speaks all over the world yeah. in huge conferences, et cetera, et cetera. Truly gifted, gifted, gifted speaker. I mean, God ordained him to speak God's word in a way that is blows my mind. Yeah. Does he have an accent like you from South America? Yeah. He he does not, he's lost. He's a little bit more, but oh. it'll, it can come back, but he, okay. he speaks more like an American, but okay. he, I love he's incredible. Talk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I have a sister who is brilliant and she's, she studied English and she is an amazing, um, uh, she can write well. She, you know, she does government, government contracting. She is uber smart. I mean, just, yeah. you know, a world changer. Right. So I'm like, all right, God, here's the deal. You know, that I, that I will want to compare myself to the people around me who are really great in their areas, right? And, right, and right. great for them. So please just give me an area in life that doesn't have to be similar to what they do. <laughs> like make it different. Different, right? But yeah. don't we all kind of want that? We want that one thing that we stand out in. I want to be different. Uh, Christine Kane says it like this. Who is looking to be discovered? Yes, right. And so God goes, all right, Lisa, that's great. So here's what I want you to do. And you have to also understand, I was incredibly shy as a kid, truly. Yeah. Had really low self-esteem, self-confidence. I was just that kid, right? Yeah. Had no reason to, because I had amazing parents who uplifted me every single day. Like, but you do, sometimes you just are, deal with that more. And, um, and then God said, no, here's the deal. I, I want you to be the one on stages as well. You to be the one that's coaching people. You to be the one that's starting to write a book. Wow. And I'm like, no. Right. And, I mean, and I'm like, thing. yes, because I see it in you and I hear it from you. And if people go back and listen to the podcast with Bespoke, you're like, whoa, God has taken her through some stuff to get to this place. And only his wisdom is what you're preaching at us. And it's life-giving. But here's the cool thing though, is that what I love about how God works is when he, when he called me to do these things in my life, yeah. I know without a shadow of a doubt, because it, it falls into every one of my categories of insecurity, everyone really. Okay. And, and I go, all right, God, in order for me to do this, well, it can only be you because if he's given me a task to do in an area that I feel confident in, I can yeah. sit there and take all the credit it can and say, only. I'm really good at this. So you know what? Of course I'm going to do it. Well, you know, pat myself on the back. <laughs> Instead, I go, wait, what? They thought it was good? Like, that what? could only be God, you know? And, yes. so, and so suddenly, you start doing these things in areas where God is the one doing it, and you're yeah. starting to do them in ways that are exceptional, and you go, the exceptional part of these is God. Yeah. All I'm doing is choosing to say, use me. And he chose to use me in all the areas I'm insecure about. So do and you pray specifically for God to use you in that space? Or do you pray 
I'm just thinking like for people who, okay, I have prayed, Hey God, use me. Mm-hmm. And it is hard for me to see him do immeasurably more. Like it says in Ephesians three twenty, see what he's done. If I don't have anything to compare it to. So like, right. God use me. Okay. Here's what I have. Okay. That's so bad. Here's where it needs to be for this to work out, Lord. But, like, yeah, but I mean, you need to change your mindset on that because here's the deal. Yeah. Your confidence is based in your obedience to be used. Because you can say, all right, God, you asked me to do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm stepping into it. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome. I mean, it's no different than him saying to Moses, put Isaac on the fire. The confidence that Moses had was not in the outcome. It was, I trust God. So I'm going to be obedient. Yeah. He did not know how it was going to be used. And maybe the outcome wasn't what he would have wanted. Right. And, but the confidence was in, I know that I live my life in a way that I listen to God's calling and I choose to do it. And sometimes we will have outcomes where there is measurable outcome. Measurable. Somebody somebody might say, fantastic, good job. They comment on our stuff. Yeah. Other times the measurable outcome is the obedience. Yeah. And that should be enough. Yeah. When you were saying that prayer, that prayer that you were praying to God, God, use me. Is that where it ends? Or do you say, God, use me. If I don't, I don't want to say if you can do this, if you can do that. I'm, I'm just thinking about other people who are praying for a door to open for them to have a doctor that they're now able to see. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're praying, God, use me. Do you pray anything else that is like directing your focus to Christ to let him do immeasurably more in that situation where you can see his glory shine mm-hmm. when he answers the call. You know what yes. I'm saying? I think it's twofold. God use me. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to use you for right. something, they call you and say, I need your help for something. Yeah. It means you, ha- it's an action, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't sit there and say, God use me and hope that you know immeasurably more things will happen right god use me now sit down and and write down where you feel god is wanting to use you right and then i pray and let your will be done not my will because yes god use me And I pray with all my might because you have given me the right to pray specifically and detailed in a detailed way. So I am going to pray to see the specific doctor. Yeah. But if I truly pray and say, my prayer is to see the doctor because in my narrowed focus of what I can see in the big picture, that seems like the solution for me, but, and I'm going to pursue it with every piece that I have the resources to pursue it. But if that is not the outcome, I have to believe and understand that there is a bigger picture that I cannot see. So let your will be done. Yeah. Obedience. And let me be okay with it. Mm. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. 
that's good. That's, you know, but, but guys, and I, and I want to say that these are all big things we're saying yeah. and you go, okay, but you don't know my circumstance, but here's the deal guys. Life is hard. We live on a planet that is hard. And so these things that are simplistic words carry a lot of baggage and a lot of steps with it. And it is, there's one word that I will say has to drive you. And that is your choice mm -hmm. every moment to keep your focus on who God is. And sometimes, and he, God doesn't say, don't cry when you're focused on me. He doesn't say, don't scream in frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be devastated. Don't yeah. be tired. He just says, focus on me. Yeah. Come and I me. will carry you. Yes. And I will carry you. Yeah. You know, in, um, you know, I love in Daniel where they talk about um, Meshach, Shedrach, and Abednego going through the fire, right? And we all know that story well. Yeah. And you walk through the fire and it's hard and, you know, God has to carry them through it. And at the end of, of that passage, it, it says, and once they have walked through that fire, there is no scent of the fire left on them. I mean, think about that. That you can go to a campfire for two minutes and it is seeped into your hair. It is seeped into your clothes. It's messed up your it shoes. It lingers. It lingers. Yeah. Right. And, and yet God says, when I carry you through this, there will be no scent of the fire left on you. Mm. So are you choosing in your fire right now to allow him to carry you? Because that's a promise he gives you. That right. when you do, the, the, the fire you're walking through right now that feels really long and really hard. When you are relying on him, you will get to a point where you can look back and say, this, there's no scent of the fire left on me. Yeah, we want to be built up with Christ and for Christ. Because our hope is in the promises, mm -hmm. right? Right. And, and what, what we, I think, sometimes forget is that we think we can only feel hopeful when the promise is revealed instead of that the hope is also in the journey. In the valley, sister. Woo! Let him be faithful to you. Like, let <laughs> him show you how he is faithful. <laughs> I said to my mom the one day, I was, I was sitting, having a chat with my mom and, you know, yes. and I said to her, I said, you know, what do you feel like with the hardest times in parenting? And she said, when you have to watch your children suffer. Oh, and, and then she said, especially with adult kids, right? Like when they're going through different things that are just hard because of this world we live in. Mm -hmm. And she said, but yet, if I have to look at my, look at all three of you kids, grown up kids now who are all married and have families. And I look at what has allowed you to become the people you are and are used by God in the way that you are. It is those times that were the most tormenting for me to watch you go through. Because really? those are what made you rely on God in a way that you knew you had to. And it changed your lives. Yeah. It made your relationships with God real because we, we want to protect our kids and we want to always have easy life. But when you have the easy life, there is no area for growth. Yeah. When you're running for a marathon, if you just always walk every day, yeah, you're exercising, but it's when you're running and then it's sore and your muscles hurt, which is where your muscles are building. Yeah. Let us run with strength. Yes. Right. With perseverance. It doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. Yeah. But we have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to dive back into confidence because yes. God is with us. It's God's plan. And we want to learn more about how to be confident 
in Christ, with Christ, all the words, confidence around being a Christian. So yes. help us out. I, I'm going to hit on something that it's a ton of information for the next few minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So here's the thing is, as you guys know, I do life coaching, right? And some of you are like, what the heck is a life coach, right? Um, so a life coach is slightly different than a counselor in that, um, you know, the counselors deal a lot with the stuff that's happened in your past and obviously giving you, obviously giving you a lot of information and guidance for the future as well. Yeah. Um, a life coach is, is more kind of focused on kind of today and moving forward touching on things in the back and referring you to specific counselors if there's area of trauma that you need specific help in, right? But it's a lot more asking questions, giving guidance, helping you kind of come up with goals and all that kind of thing, right? Okay. I'm giving a simplistic answer in that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But so I get a lot of people that come to me and they just, you know, they, they sit down on the couch or the chair or the coffee shop, wherever we meet, and they go, my life is a mess. And when we feel like our life is a mess, how confident are we feeling? We're not feeling confident. Yeah. And we are, here's the irony of when we don't feel confident. Who do we focus on most when our confidence is low? Mm. Ourselves. We focus on ourselves. Yeah. Right. So low confidence puts us in a place of a very selfish living. And so it is important to be confident because when you are confident, as much as you think confident people therefore look at themselves you can then focus on God because you can say my confidence is, is in him and therefore my focus is on him because I know that that's where my confidence comes from, Amen. right? Yeah. And so, so when I sit down, many of them will say, oh my gosh, my life is a mess. And, and I always say to them, all right, let's, let's evaluate kind of what's going on in your life right now. And I, and I want to give you guys a little bit of an analogy that I work with a lot of my clients with. Everybody lives in a house. There's okay. nobody who doesn't live in a form of a house. It could be a loft. It could be a single family. It could be whatever, right? Right. But, right. but there are essential rooms that are needed in a house in order for us to live in it or essential parts of the house that need to be working for us to live there. We have to be able to have a foundation that's strong, right? right. You can't have any sort of dwelling if you don't have something that's firm on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you need a bathroom. You can't live somewhere without a bathroom. Let's be honest, right? Amen. Um, I mean, yes. that's called camping. It's not called living. You know? Exactly. So, and even some Which camping I have bathrooms. do not want to do. <laughs> exactly. The third is a place to prepare food. So okay. we say kitchen, but it, it, your kitchen could be a microwave. I mean, okay. in a small dwelling, right? Tiny house. Right. Um, and then somewhere to sleep. So your bedroom and somewhere to relax. Family room. So Again, even if it's a tiny loft, you still will have a couch or a chair that you can sit in and watch TV or relax in. So those are your essential rooms of your house. Then, right. of course, you're going to also have offices, kids' bedrooms, guest rooms, dining rooms, rec rooms, garages. All of those, though, if something is not functioning in those rooms, you can still live in, your, in those essential areas. But if any one of those essential areas of your house are not functioning, you cannot live there. You have to move out while that area is being taken care of, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, although I can touch on every area, I want you to think of your house and think of, and, I, and I, what I love about talking about it through your house is that everyone can visualize their house. And I want you to start walking through your house and your space in the next few days and start going, wow, if these things represent that, how are those areas of my life? And you have to start at the core first. And then on other podcasts down the road, we can talk about other areas of the house because yeah. they are also extremely important 
especially with work or children or whatever. But I think let's talk essential first, because that comes a lot with where our confidence comes in. Yeah. And so I'm going to start just kind of hitting on those five areas that kind of go along with, therefore, the advice that I give to people, kind of my top pieces of advice that I will say to somebody to start living an authentic life and start getting your place to, to where your life is, is in line with who God wants you to be. And when your life is in line with who God wants you to be, what does that equal? It equals confidence in him. And so yeah. that's our goal, right? So foundation. Say that again, when God. When, when our lives are aligned with what God is calling of us and okay. therefore authentic, an, an authentic life in Christ. Right. Our confidence is then going to be good because we know that we are within God's plan. Right. And we know him well. Yes. Because in order to live a life where you are aligned with who you, who God wants you to be, you need to know what God, who God is. Right. Right. Yeah. That's and when huge. you know who God is and your confidence is who God is and who you are in him, it changes your entire view of what your life looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. It does. Yeah. So, perspective for sure. Yeah. So foundation you guys, like, I, I mean, this in it, in of itself truly can be an hour talk because the reality of who God is will blow our minds if we really stop and think about it in big ways. You know, I mean, let's, I'm just going to throw out words of who God is for a second here. And, and I, and I mean, each one of them, we can talk about and give verses that, that follow it, but I'm just going to throw out words. And so whatever word of these you need to hear today, I'm praying that God makes that word very clear to you. Yeah. He is the creator of everything. He is love. He is sovereign and supreme. He is faithful. He is gracious. He is the light. He protects. He is strong. He is unchanging. He is therefore steadfast. He is forgiving. He is merciful. He is our provider and he is long suffering. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. Like that's who we get to have with us every single day, right? That is the foundation. Yeah. Now, in order to have a firm foundation, you need to know who God is and you need to spend time with him because what causes the cracks in our foundation? Satan. And he is very good at causing cracks. And if those cracks are not taken care of, their cracks will get bigger and our home will be destroyed. Without right? even knowing sometimes that it's happening. Right. You know, but if you are living a life where you are asking your wise every day, living authentically, asking God to use you, you are mm. going to be heightenedly aware of looking for cracks. That's good. Yeah. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Like clean, keep right. cleaning it out. Get the house here's cleaner. Where I'm going to tell you how to clean it out. Because you go, okay, that's great. How do I even see what the cracks are? Exactly. Here's the next room of the house. Yes. Bathroom. A couple oh, of things happen in a bathroom. One, <laughs> we stand in the bathroom in the morning and we put on our mask. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Before we leave, we put on for women makeup. Mm-hmm. For men, you put on that suit or whatever you do. And you put on that persona that you are going to be presenting to the outside world. Okay. Sometimes it aligns to who you are and sometimes it doesn't. Right. So, so what masks are you putting on? If you are putting on a mask, face your true self, because if you are facing your true self and who you are on the inside that that people can't see behind the mask, then you are allowing your weaknesses to be your greatest weapons. And what I mean by that is when we are facing our weaknesses 
And therefore we give our weaknesses to God to be the strength in that weakness. Mm-hmm. Our greatest strength is God and therefore our greatest weapon. Amen. Does that yeah. make sense? He'll fight our battles. He'll fight our battles. Like let so, him fight your battles. Though. Right. So our weakness that was always stopping us and was the things that were pushing us to put masks on mm-hmm. are actually our greatest weapons when we give them to God. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Instead of putting on your, and I can talk masks and a lot of masks are because of trauma or because of the way we view ourselves or because of expectations that the world puts on us. I mean, we yeah. put on masks for many justifiable reasons. Yeah. Or like, expectations we have in ourselves. Expectations, self-esteem. I mean, yeah. everything. There's, there's lists that we can talk about. Yep. But we have a choice that we can do one of two things. Every day you either put on your mask or you put on the armor of God. Amen. There's the choice. I want the armor. (laughs) And so which one are you going to be more prepared to deal with the realities of stepping outside of your house? I mean, definitely the armor of God. Like I'll take the breastplate of righteousness. Any day of the week. Yes. Go and read that passage and start thinking practically about how to actually put that into practice in your life. Right. 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 So put on that armor of God every single day. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's, Instead of putting on the mask, put on the armor of God. The second thing we do in the bathroom is we get rid of waste, right? So you, all of us have waste in our life. Some of it is waste that is much more detrimental Mm -hmm. and causes a lot more pain on the inside, whether it's addictions, whether it's trauma we've never dealt with, whether it's um, perfection that we will never attain, whether it's, you know, what the world expects of us, what, what people expect of us for different reasons. I, I just want to stop here and say, you will never get to a place of confidence, even in your relationship with God, unless you face the waste you need to work through and get rid of. Yeah, even because if it's stinky. ugliness inside of you yeah. is going to make you feel bad mm. and is going to affect everything around you. So go and it takes strength to say, I am going to go and get help yeah. because my reactions, I am much, I am too reactive in my life with the people that I am at because of the ugliness in me is causing reactions versus what God calls of us to do. And that is to be responding to each yeah. other. And somehow when you find yourself being reactive every single day, you need to say, there's ugliness here that if I can't deal with or pull out by myself, I need to go and get some help in that. Yeah. yeah. Cut, here's the crazy thing. The idea of the mountain is often much bigger than the mountain itself. Well, and I think the important thing to say here is like, there are people that God has equipped with gifts and abilities to help you get through that hard season and give you pretty, I don't want to say simple tips to get through it, but teach you and show you how to get through it. If that makes sense. Guys, here's the thing. I'm I'm big into analogies. I use analogies all the time because I think I just give us pictures, right? Oh yeah. No, I love when you do If that. If somebody said to you, you're, you're at a place right now where you're bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You, you literally have lost the last money you have. Your family is homeless. You've lost your house. You're bankrupt. You're literally being taken by somebody else because you've lost your car to a homeless shelter. Okay. And somebody stops you and says, here's the deal. For the next four years, if you follow my plan exactly, I will guarantee to you that you will be a multimillionaire in four years. Mm. When you are at that place of desperation and you go, okay, this is not some scam. 
I'm going to do that. You will work extremely hard because you will go, I know what it's like to be here and I want to be out of it. Right, right, right. And, and you get there. Any of these areas in your life, they make you feel as hopeless as that feeling of losing everything, whether it's something that's an addiction or whether it's something that's a trauma or whether it's all these things, they make, uh, they take hope away. They make us feel hopeless. They make us feel weak. They make us feel tired. They make us feel definitely not confident. And so you say to yourself, okay, I am going to commit to myself two years where I am just going to go because I'm too tired. I don't know what to do next. Let me go to the experts that can tell me step-by-step how to do this with the guarantee that I will be changed and I will look different at the end of this. And my life will be more successful if I put the work in. That's confidence. Yeah. That's confidence. That's confidence. And so please, I, I, I cannot say this strong enough. If you're sitting here and, and me saying these things on the podcast is stirring in that feeling inside of you going, you, you know, when you hear this, you know, if there's something, go and speak to somebody about it. Yeah. There is freedom when truth is laid out on the table. There are so many incredible resources. So, so get rid of waste. Okay. That's bathroom. I'm going to go through the rest really fast. The next area is the kitchen, right? Kitchen is you're doing two things or three things. You're feeding your soul. You're feeding your mind. You're feeding your um, physical body. Mm -hmm. Soul is spiritual health. Guys, take your faith seriously. We've talked about that this entire podcast today. Like faith needs to be number one. If you're not doing that, get into reading scripture, focus on who God is, get to know him. Feeding your mind, emotional health. That's getting rid of all the things that are not good emotionally, getting emotionally strong, realizing what areas you need help in. And then your body, your physical life. Like what are you, how are you feeling? What are you doing physically? This is also where you plan. You plan your, you do your meal planning, right? So planning for your life. You're not going to be able to get anything accomplished if there's not a plan for it, you know? So you can't even make a sandwich if you haven't planned to actually have bread in the cupboard, right? So, mm-hmm. so plan, be intentional about the plan of your life, both in a, on a strategic way of what your week looks like, but also emotional strategic planning, which is basically in a, in a very short version looking at your week and saying, okay, I'm going to obviously have areas of my week that are going to be more difficult or more stressful that are going to cause an emotional reaction along with the the reality of what I'm dealing with, right? Right. You have a massive presentation due on a certain day, you know, you're going to be more stressed. When you get more stressed, how are your emotions dealing in that stressful time? Plan for that and start setting up yourself for success in the emotional side too, and asking for the people who are around you, who are your support system to support you emotionally as well. Know your why. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You should be waking up every, you should in your life, there shouldn't be an area where I shouldn't be able to say to you on the phone, why are you doing that? That you shouldn't have an answer to. Why are you in the job that you're in? Why are you in the house that you're in? Why do you have the friends you have? Why do you read the books you read? Why do you like the food you like? I mean, why are you spending the time you do on anything you do? There should be a why for everything. Yeah. Is it a simple answer or is it a detailed answer? Um, sometimes the answer could be because I like this. Okay. Another time, well, because we have to make money this season. And although this is absolutely not my first choice of a job, I need to pay bills. So I'm going to do this for two years until I pay off my student loans. And then my why will shift. Okay. Okay. I was thinking like a why I was thinking more spiritual for the why your big why Mm -hmm. should only be because God. Yeah, that's good. That's the answer to your big why. Yeah. And if that's not the answer to your big why, I want to ask you why. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> that should be your big answer because that should be the ultimate guide into why you do anything. Right. Because God. Yeah. But then there are practical outplayings of because of what God calls us to do. So know your why's and all of those things that you do. And we can talk a lot more about that another time. And then the bedroom real quick is especially intimacy is and not necessarily just in marriage, because even if you're not married, there are people in your life who you share intimate things with. Right. right. Those people that you share when things are vulnerable and when things are hard. Mm-hmm. That's communication, knowing how to respond versus to react knowing how to listen. I mean, listening is a skill that you have to learn. Um, And rules of engagement. God has very clear rules of engagement of how we're supposed to behave around other people, right? So study that and learn it. Family room is the heart of your home. Who are you? You know, what, why do you live your life the way you do? You know, my dad has always taught us and everything that we own physically, whether it's your house, your car, you know, something that you want to buy, whatever, do you use everything that you have in your life as a tool or a toy? Mm. Because even the fun things, it doesn't say you can't own a fun thing. It doesn't say you can't own a boat. Right. If you've worked hard and you've earned a boat, buy a boat. But are you also using it as a tool for God? Amen. How? A right? vessel for Jesus. Everything in your life right. should be used as a tool for God because then you understand that the ownership is not yours. Amen. I say this to my kids every day about our house. We get to manage this house. We own our home, et cetera, but we get to live in this house and manage this house because God has asked us to be here to use it as a tool for others. Everything. Because what does that take away? It suddenly takes away the sense of feeling that you can brag about something or that you've earned something or that you have something, a spotlight on you for how great you are. then everything you are, you understand was given to you because of who God is Mm -hmm. and it's, he's to be used through you. Right. Amen. Um, And so emotionally, how do you feel about the people in your home and the relationships work on those spiritually? Does somebody walk into your home and IE your life and do they see God? How do they see God? How do they see that you're connected to God in any way? Mm -hmm. And if they don't, I would want to know why. And I would definitely take seriously saying there are some shifts that I need to make in my life because in in no way in my life do people see God in me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So recapping, know God. Here's my advice for people in trying to get more narrowed. And these are very simplistic, but with many things behind them, but here's the, in a very simplistic way, know God. Yeah. Truly takes time. Know yourself, know your why. Mm-hmm. know when you need help, know how to implement change and be willing to learn how to do that and choose to do those things. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. When you do that, your life will look considerably different than it does today. And it's so motivating to do that, to find out the answers to those questions. Like there is so much freedom that comes in when you have clarity from God. Oh my gosh, yes. Because here's the great thing. This is what I have to have people understand. Even those people that come to me and say, my house has been devastated by a hurricane. It is flat. We have gone through financial crisis or our marriage has gone through a crisis or a kid has gotten cancer. Like crisis has flattened our home. Right, right? tragedy. Tragedy. What does God say? He goes, I am your architect 
And I am giving you the right to dream and rebuild. And I am sitting here and I can give you that plan that's going to be beyond anything that you can actually imagine in your small version of imagination. I am your architect. Sit down, tell me what your desires are within my plan. And I'm going to build you something that you could have, that will blow your mind. Right. He wants us to dream. We have the right to dream. God is not, he's not a God who is like, if you choose me, life is going to be horrible. God goes, be obedient, choose me. And sometimes it'll be uncomfortable. Right. But my desire of you truly is to live abundantly. Live abundantly. Because living in me is abundantly. Yes. The verse of the day today on the Bible app, John 15, seven. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. Let me just say that one more time. (laughs) If you remain in me and my words remain in you. So it's like obedience. What we've been talking about this whole time, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Yep. God is our architect. And he is saying there is no limit on the budget. What do you want your dream house to look like? Yeah, not even a budget. It's just like, just Just do it. Why do we limit ourselves so much yeah. with what we can be for God and who we believe we deserve to be for God when God goes, oh my gosh, I believe in every aspect of who you are. Do not let your lack of confidence hold you from being who I want you to be and how to live an authentic life because I see it all in you Just every ask. day. Yeah. Just ask for the areas that you feel weak in and I am your strength and I will be your strength and I will be your confidence and you will walk in a life that is authentic and God-filled and you will wake up in the morning knowing your why and waking up saying, today is a gift. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And you will feel differently with your life. My verse that I'll share with you. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to ask, ask the question. Of course, of course, you know, I'm going to, I'm not even going to yes. ask because I already know you know it. And everybody who listens to this podcast knows what Bible verse is helping you in this season? <laughs> what Bible verse? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so many, right? But I, and I, but I will say there's a very simple, but yet not simple, short, so you can memorize this quite easily. And it's not one that's one of the typical ones everybody knows on some kind of plaque that they have on their door. It's Psalm 48, 14. And it okay. simply says, for this God is our God forever and ever he will be our guide even to the end that's it we have a guide i mean think about that like we do not have to climb a mountain afraid because we have a guide who has climbed this mountain a gazillion times and knows it and can say to us hey this little part's going to be slippery so hold on to my hand a little bit more than you would have yesterday. Oh, yeah. wait, we're hitting a flat area of the mountain. We, we're good, but I'm still going to tell you to stop for a, for a second and look out there because I'm guiding you. We do not have to figure out all of this stuff for ourselves. We are walking with a guide. Are we using our guide? That's the question. Yeah. Are we calling there. on the name of the Lord? Like, are, are we? we? Yeah. Are or we are getting them off the him couch? back on the couch at home? Yes. I knew you were thinking about that couch. I knew you were. Because that's what we all do, right? And then we wonder why we are not succeeding when the expert's sitting at home. Amen. Yeah, yeah. it's It's so so mind-blowing. It is. It's such a good reminder. I just pray for whoever's listening that they know that God is number one. He gets the top slot. 
he gets he is everything he's everything i will never fail you hebrews it says that i will mm-hmm. never fail you ever oh that's so good okay i wanted to read something while you were um talking about that yes i was reading a book called believe we're gonna wrap up here but mm-hmm. believe bigger um it's by marshawn evans daniels and she talks about passion like mm-hmm. she says passion gifts ignite your passion and call forth your best self you feel alive when you're operating in them. In fact, you love life the most when you're in your gifts. You're in the state, in the zone, and lose track of time. And I just want to pray for the person listening to this. I know you want to broadcast God's love using your position, and maybe you need confidence to do it. And what we've just learned from Lisa is that God has equipped us when we know him. Oh, yes. And here's what I also want to say. And when, yeah. as you were reading that, I was thinking the first thing that came to mind and it, it stuck with me for years. Yeah. Um, when I was a teenager and we lived in Virginia mm-hmm. and we would go to the grocery store, there was a guy who worked, was a bagger at the grocery store. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had somebody so impactful who you wouldn't expect to be impactful. He was the most positive person you've ever met yeah. in McLean where we lived had a ton of international people because it was all where the diplomats lived. And so his job, what he would try and do every day was just to learn how to say hello and goodbye in all these different languages. So, and then he would get to know the customer's names. And so then he would see somebody from China and he would say hello and goodbye in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Then he would see, and he would see us from South Africa and he would say hello and goodbye in Afrikaans. And, and I thought he is using his passion for people to make everyone feel seen that comes into that store because there wasn't a time that we didn't go to that store where he, as the little guy who was bagging our groceries for crying out loud, did not make any one of us feel important, feel seen, feel enough where he stopped and paid attention and learned about us and knew our name and said hello and goodbye in our native language. You can impact people anywhere. You can be a bagger at a grocery store. You can be a CEO of a company. And each one of those can impact people in the same way. Because if you make people important and you use yourself in a way that you can make people feel passionate for God because they see God in you, you will change lives. That's good. Lisa, can I ask you to pray us out in your native language? I will end it in my native language. How's that? Yeah, I will do it in English first because I do feel like I want people to feel like they hear God's word in English as well. But then I will end it in Afrikaans for you. Okay, let's pray. God, oh my goodness. I, I, I sit here and, I, and I'm just in awe every single day um, at just who you are. And I thank you that when you allow us to spend time with you and you allow us to study who you are, it is impossible, absolutely impossible for our confidence in who you are not to grow. And the more we realize who you are and our confidence in you in that area, we realize we are that in you because that is your promise, Lord. And so I just pray that more than anything else we've talked about today, Lord, that the listeners understand that today, something changes in them where their desire or their passion to simply know you better tomorrow than they did today 
is the biggest piece that they take away from this podcast today, Lord. Mm-hmm. That their desire is that they will learn something about you today, tomorrow that will make them understand you better because that will make their confidence in who you are and therefore who they are that little bit more stronger in order to live their life in a way that you desire and who you intended them to be. Ons is net so blij dat jy so vir ons lief het. En ek vraag net vir jou vandag dat jy vir ons elke dag herinner dat dit is wie ons is in jou. En ek bid net vandag vir jou dat jy vir ons net elke dag sê hoeveel jy vir ons lief het. En ons is so dankbaar elke dag daarvoor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you for your time. And yeah, if people want to connect with you, just tell us real quick how to connect. So you can go to lisalandis.com and I'll spell it for you because you're probably going to spell it wrong. (laughs) It's L-I-Z as in zebra, E as in Edward. And then Landis is L-A-N as in Nancy, D as in David, I-S as in Sam. Okay. Dot com. Yeah. Um, I also have Lisa underscore Landis underscore coaching on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah. feel free to fa- follow me on that. Yeah. Um, and, and get coaching can... if you want it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, reach out to me, DM me, anything like that. Feel free to reach out in any way. Um, more than happy to chat to you. And we'll put links to connect with you in the description of this podcast, your email, your social media, everything right below this. Thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to have been on the podcast today. Thanks, girl. And I just want you to know that it is a honor to watch you be used by your passions Mm. and your gifts and who you are to broadcast God's love every day. I mean, it is inspiring to watch and you're changing lives every single day through this. And so kudos to you, truly. For being God. willing to use be used by God in the way that you have chosen to be used for real. Thank you so much, Lisa. Only God, like legit. Only God. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So thankful for friends like Lisa. She is a gift from God. Her friendship is a gift. And as we wrapped up that conversation, she gave me a sweet word. Proverbs 16, 24 through 25, like we shared at the beginning of this podcast. Gracious words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the body. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Lisa was so sweet at the end of this conversation to give me encouragement and how sweet that was to my soul and health to my body to keep going. Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This week has been powerful. I pray whatever notes you've taken mentally, maybe you've taken some physical notes, that they are pointing you to Christ, to the true Christ, not somebody who has been manipulated, but to who God is, who He is. That is our prayer because God's Word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And He is true. He is never changing. Thank you for listening. I pray you all have a great week. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you all next week here on Broadcast is Love. I pray we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. 
Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest.